chocolate is obviously my favourite thing. I don't trust mint chocolate. Mm, my goodness, no. Do you like mm -mm. orange chocolate? I don't like any chocolate with anything that's not chocolate in it. There's new Oreos with mint and orange. Why would you want that? Although I did have a mint Oreo yesterday and it was amazing. No, not for me. Sorry, not for me. I like my chocolate. Nice, simple, okay? How God imagined chocolate to be. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Right. Succession, episode six. This episode is called Going for What It Takes. What do you think the meaning is behind that? Going for What It Takes, that must be some kind of reference to um, the presidential theme of this episode, you know, and they're looking for someone that's got what it takes. Mm -hmm. But going for what it takes, maybe that's in reference to the fact that there are a few people vying for it. So it's like rather than got what it takes, they're going for what it takes. I'm just talking mm. out my ass right now, but yeah. there you go. Well, this was my most focused watching experience mm -hmm. with this episode because my mum had the kids mm -hmm. and I was on my own. Mm. So I really focused. Mm. Mm -hmm. Did you find it, was it an easing, engaging focus for you? No, actually. Yeah. I, I did. I think it was an incredible episode. I thought it was so well written. Yes. Um, I thought it was quite exposing of Logan and... Mm. Um, really enjoyable for some of the Roman scenes, which mm -hmm. we've been waiting for. I think actually probably the best yet, the Roman. Yes, but I will say, and you know that I've been waiting for a Roman scene as much as the next girl, mm -hmm. but I found the Roman scene with the presidential candidate Menken, Menken. which we'll get to. Yeah. I found it, it, it was almost like they were, right, they were speaking in poetry. Yeah. I found it slightly difficult to follow and I had to pause at certain points, mostly to take notes, but also sometimes with this episode, it was so densely packed. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And yeah, I had, to, so, I had to rewind a few times. But that's what's so great about the show because every episode just completely comes from a different angle. Yeah. You don't know what to expect. No, and that starts with, um, they do a recap immediately mm -hmm. and we have uh, I thought the main things to pick up from the recap that they showed were stop buzzing in my ear yeah. wrote Logan mm -hmm. to Shiv mm -hmm. and um, him blocking Kendall's number yes and then straight into titles I know that was very strange I thought you were going to pick up on that I thought oh is it a longer episode or something today like why are they going I think it was the long. titles it was long but I think it's because they didn't want to break the tension how they, many minutes was it 57 I mean, oh it's actually shorter than no, last week it was I Honestly, it felt longer because it was so densely packed. But I think part of the reason why they started with the title sequence is because they just wanted to keep that tension all the way through. Yes. This wasn't a this wasn't a comedy episode. No, this no, no. This was an action episode. It was. And um, yeah, actually, very little funny. Mm. Mm -hmm. Very little funny. So we open with Kendall having a, like a mock trial with his lawyer. Mm -hmm. And he even, he's being cocky as usual. And he says, oh yeah, no, I love sexual assault. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry about my accents. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. I have now said to my agent, like full stop, I don't do accents. <laughs> in the hope that I never get put up for another job with an accent. It is so degrading, isn't it? it it's is. just like, I can't do them. Mm. There's just no point. Anyway, mm. yeah. So what I found really interesting about this scene is it's setting up the lawyer, um, Kendall's lawyer. Lisa Harvey. Lisa. And she basically is trying to almost m soothe Kendall and because she knows he's f like a rocket. He's a live wire. He could go off any second. Mm -hmm. And so she says, you know, I just think that the papers that you said that were going to be, I think they lacked explosiveness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he gets so upset. And it sets up a scene for later. Mm -hmm. um, I dislike Kendall so much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes I think that what they do so well is that they're able to weave his character 
in and out of likability. At one moment, he seems like this fragile little boy who has been cast aside by the family and you almost want him to, to win because he's the comeback kid, because he's the sort of the dark horse. But then at the same breath, they're able to make him look like this pompous, out of touch, fucking idiot. Child. And he says something to Lisa and she has to respond by saying, um, I don't take requests, I'm not a DJ. She comes across as so powerful and looks down on him because when he then eventually does have the actual meeting with the, the DOJ, he fucks it so badly. Mm. And you just see the way that she looks at him. I know, let's, let's say that. But he, he ends that little first scene mm-hmm. by condescendingly saying to Lisa, let's try harder. Yeah, let's he try says, harder. He says, hey, paper people, um, to the room of people that are sorting through these papers that he's basically been backing his whole case on. Mm. And the fact that he just... He's basically let everyone down. I mean, I was shocked when mm. she said about the fact that the papers weren't explosive. It's such a damp squib, you know? Yeah, but it, that's almost, this episode shows, we, in the last few, we've been building up to the feeling that the world is about to collapse for the Roys mm-hmm. and they're about to be destroyed, humiliated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, exiles. Mm. Um and so the lack of explosiveness, and then actually this episode really shows Logan coming back and being really strong. Yeah. And this scene follows on with um, Shiv and um, Shiv and Roman talking about, uh, I think her name is Sherry, mm-hmm. not Kerry, but then it wouldn't be Sherry and Carrie. No, it was definitely Carrie. I don't okay, think fine. it's Sherry. Well, I've not heard of soft age. Okay, well, Logan's assistant, mm. who we predicted in the last podcast that is going to suck his knew dick. It. Yeah. We knew it. We even said blowjob. We said specifically blowjob. Blow and then Shiv and um, <laughs> we, see, we see him showing memes to Carrie. Mm. But it wouldn't be Carrie and Carrie. What am I talking about? Who the fuck is Carrie? Carrie. Shh. Car- who? Jerry. Jerry, you silly bitch. Sorry, my memory um, is going. Um, so Roman and Shiv are debating on the private jets what uh, Carrie and Logan's relationship is. Shiv says Logan wouldn't do that. He hates a close contact bang, which I thought was quite funny. And mm. Roman thinks that they are actually fucking. Yeah. And um, Roman says, you know, he's still really into blowjobs. Mm. And you can just see that. You, that is happening. That yeah. is absolutely happening. In a way, it's, it's actually clever because considering that this episode is where we really see the comeback of Logan's power, mm. like the figurehead that he was and used to be, um, the fact that he's also now this sort of sexually viable man with like a big puffed out chest and an attractive woman giving And a button down jokes. shirt most of the time. Exactly. He seems really in control and really, really powerful compared to Kendall who seems like this flailing little boy. Yeah, but it also shows that, you know, it's a tellers all the time that as you get more powerful, you also get more sexy. Yeah. And the young women and the the need for, to have your ego, you know, fanned yeah. constantly by younger women mm. who suddenly have voices that we haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. I really found that even though we've really barely heard her speak, mm. Carrie, 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 Oh God! <laughs> um, Carrie suddenly has a you know she has about four lines totally. And also, what I thought was really interesting is given that the big crisis or scandal that they're facing is about young women being um, taken advantage of sexually. Yeah. The fact that we are seeing this crazy age gap sexual relationship taking place, and yet I'm buying it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I see that Carrie fancies him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fancy Logan. I fancy Logan. We were talking. Yeah. Dick. So is, have we already? Did we just say about sh- showing the meme? Um, no, so we just mentioned that the fight start. Oh, like the the thing started because um, Logan was showing her a meme. Yeah, but we didn't get to and then and then he 
so Roman ends up by saying, you know, oh no, I think he still wants to, he's still having his dick sucked. Mm -hmm. And then Logan calls Roman over, not Shiv, Mm -hmm. shows him the meme. Mm -hmm. And then when they get off the jet, Shiv says, like very upright in her very upright walk, says, you know, can I hop in with you, dad? Mm -hmm. Um, And Logan just, you know, dismisses her by being like, oh, okay, Pinky. He's being a bit, he's being a bit more um, exaggerated and goofy. Yes. His, it's like he's coming back to life. Yes, but in a way, it's like, you know how on TV they always show when some when a character has had sex that they're always really, really bouncy. bouncy. Exactly, so he's got this sort of spring in his step. Mm. Like he's been revitalized. I mean, Marsha, of course, has not been mentioned and is not seen. Um, and in a way, we don't even feel bad about the fact that he's clearly cheating on Marsha. No. Because you just don't, you don't uh, sympathise with Marsha because she's not there. Yeah. You believe that Logan is right in whatever he's doing because you're seeing sexy Carrie sitting in the back laughing at Logan's jokes. And I think Shiv brings up the fact that Logan humiliated her and he says, oh, what? Do yeah, you want you a fucking medal? Yeah, you fucking ear. And, and no, no. Shiv says, look, um, don't give Roman this opportunity. Mm-hmm. He fucked it up with the president. Yeah. I'm the only one doing my job mm-hmm. and fighting for us. Mm-hmm. And Logan really fucking annoyingly turns around Sherry's oh Sherry here Shiv wants a fucking medal and, and Sherry she does her laugh she yeah. laughs really confidently mm. I don't well, like she, her because she feels like she's going to be the next wife yeah 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 with her um, sexy little fringe but who what, are is you hiding she, under their secrets who is Shiv mm-hmm. talking about when she says nothing is more dangerous than a second rate individual seizing his chance she's talking about um the potential options for vice uh for president President. and about the fact that they're going to this big uh secret presidential picking out session well and that there are going to be freedom summit yes the future freedom summit shiv obviously believes that she's a liberal at heart and was previously working as a political consultant for democrats so she's just sort of warning logan because she believes that she has real expertise in this area that there are going to be people people swarming around him with stupid ideas and let let none of them think that they are more powerful than they are. That's yeah. what she's referring to. Doesn't and who does she call oh Dr. God. Honk? I don't know, but there are some amazing lines in the first scene at the Future Freedom Summit. Oh my God. So, oh my God, about I the think line I, about uh, fucking Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, do, you don't have to pretend you liked Hamilton, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, like this is the place I did where, like Hamilton. <laughs> this is the place where uh, we don't have to pretend that we like Hamilton. I did like Hamilton. Yeah, sure, we all did. <laughs> oh my God. That one is so funny. Doesn't it? It opens with Connor and his girlfriend. I don't mm. remember her name ever. We're never going that? to We're remember Connor's girlfriend's and, name. And, and somebody asked them. Point. Somebody asked them, how did you meet? And they both go, online. Online. And um, so it, we, we see the conference starting off. The, the Roys are sort of standing on a bit of like an, uh, an upper balcony. And they're looking down at this throng of like, you know, sweaty white men who are all vying for it. And then the guy from Dodgeball. Yes. Um, who's always plays the creepy, creepy, mm, powerful mm, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's such a fucking good actor. No, yeah, he is. He's so creepy, though. That's why he's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's talking to all of these candidates or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Like I know anything about politics, but um, and there and the Roy's are sort of discussing what's going on, and Shiv is sort of trying to act superior, Mm -hmm. like she doesn't really want to be here because these guys are all far right extremists or whatever. Um. And then um, she says, "Welcome to Clown Town." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Greg says, "Some guy with an undercut just called me Soy Boy." <laughs> <laughs> um, and Shiv says that it's Berlin bunker vibes. So she's sort of really feeling anxious about this atmosphere. Mm. Um, but Tom seems to be loving it. Yeah, like he's soaking up the vibes. But they also they they pick out the pres. Is it the president or the vice president? No, yeah, they're picking out. Um, no, 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 no. Who? 
the, the president who they bitch about, he always has wet lips. Oh, yeah, the guy, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. D- David? Um, yeah, yeah, isn't his name Borgor or something? No, 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 no. The guy who is the president right now, who yeah. says he really wants to talk to Logan about tech, mm-hmm. is that the president or the vice president? Vice president. Okay, cool. So they basically, he, the vice president, dots in and out mm-hmm. and is almost there to show Logan's rise at, in, in stature at the moment. And this poor guy is having to, his nose he's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, the president's uh, aide mm-hmm. is trying to say, no, he should be the next president. Yeah, that yeah, would make yeah. most sense for us. You guys have ruined us. Mm-hmm. He should be the, re- the the you know the next president. And um, they all kind of like almost pick on him and bully him and say from a distance, you know, he never doesn't have wet lips. And then yeah. they show a shot of him licking, licking his, his lips. lips. And yeah. it's just a bit like, oh, poor guy. But he's the safe option. Because what they're there to do, essentially, um, the Roys and ATN, they are picking who the next president who they're is going back. to be, who they're going to back, because they, at this point, are still with the Republican Party. And they have that power to make or break a president, which they've just shown. Absolutely, through the coverage, exactly. Um, and they're also now going to take an anti-tech standpoint, which is kind of interesting, because of the backlash of them sort of uh, going after the last president, who's now going to resign. And the vice president is saying, I really want to talk to you about tech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he seemingly is going to be the biggest pushover, but Logan doesn't respect him. No. Not and and that, oh, we'll get to that scene in a minute. But um, also Roman gets a tech. Roman speaks to somebody and says, oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And shows him that Roman doesn't understand. And it, it becomes clear that his mum, his English mum is getting married mm. and they have no idea. So that's a little subplot running through, which is really funny because... That mum character is so great. Oh, she's going to so come back. I so can't wait for her to I come I can't back. wait for her episode. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be great. I reckon they're going to have a London episode. I mm. think they did, actually. They filmed in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that actress is called Harriet. Yeah, she's fucking great. She's fantastic. Also, um, uh, the creepy guy from Dodgeball says, um, I believe that the next president of the United States is standing in this room. And then Connor says, he is, and he's hard as a rock. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know I'm love Connor's that. Connor's lines. Connor, Connor was really weirdly charismatic Oh my God, no, but then, oh, his his downfall at the end, I just found this, uh, right at the end, I felt so sorry for him. God, yeah, he's such a fucking idiot. Oh he? my gosh, yeah, that scene hasn't come up yet, but... Um, so yeah, so we know mummy's getting married mm-hmm. and that's a little thing they drop in. And then we have Greg, basically, oh, it's so tragic. He says to Tom, 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 I just, I, I can't, I'm not going to try to do accent. No, please do. I can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about going to jail. And then Tom tragically says, um, you know, the, the trick is to never not think about it. Mm-hmm. And then in the moments that you're not thinking about it, are like a relief and that's exactly you, what we you have less of an time. icy grip on your innards yes that's it that's what i said the icy grip on, your, on my innards someone's yeah. it's like someone's loosened the icy grip on my innards it's so interesting the way that they um dotted uh the tom um sort of prison threat oh. so they weaved it in and out of this episode it kind of reflects what he's talking about the fact that you can never quite forget well about- the next scene is just i think probably on top like on, on on a level with the scene with Greg and Tom in the office where they talk about prison wine for the first time. So I think this next scene with Shiv and Tom, mm-hmm. they must be upstairs in the hotel room and he's... Wait, wait, wait. B- before we get to that, um, the Shiv and Tom scene, just to finish the roundup of the, what was it called? The, the Freedom, Future Freedom the Summit. The Future Freedom Summit, which then does continue on uh, later on to, into the episode. But at this particular moment, we have the creepy conversation between Connor's girlfriend. And, Is that in there? Um, I thought that was later. Uh, no, 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 that is later. Is that That's later? After, yeah, it's after the Tom's. Okay, fine, right. But then the last thing was um, 
that Shiv and Roman call up Kendall to tell him that, about that my mum's getting married. And I just found it really funny because uh, Roman says, um, hey, did you hear a new dad just dropped? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then um, he says that uh, he's not surprised that Kendall doesn't know because their mum has always found him really boring. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. I know. Kendall's just really not liked He's not by liked anyone. at all. Yeah, but he does it to himself. Anyway, but then so, we open with Tom trying to he he oh these are from our vineyard, oh my gosh! And then there's like a dual dialogue between mm-hmm. Shiv and Tom. Tom is solely talking about wine mm-hmm. and you know how it's earthy. Oh, and he gives Shiv a glass. A glass. They must he must have bought a vineyard or something. They um, clearly bought a vineyard together, and this is the the first the taste wine. that they're having, and it's of, gross. Well, I mean, especially when you consider that a few episodes ago. You, they were talking about how much they share a love for that first sip of cold white wine. No, he's saying how much he loves that. I know, but this I is love some, it when we do that. Yeah. But if you if, if you think about maybe the wine represents their love, their yeah. relationship. At one point, it was something that they both could look forward to. This crisp sweetness that they can enjoy together after a long hard day. And now they're tasting this sour, disgusting, shitty thing that they have grown themselves. That's what their relationship has turned into. Well, exactly. And Shiv is sitting there on her laptop, busy. And Tom keeps cutting in with, well, you know, it's 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 earthy. It's it's there's lots to unpack. It's not floral. As she's like talking about president stuff. Mm-hmm. She's just watching the news on her iPad. And then she says, he says something like, you know, I just um, something about prison. And she cuts him off. And says, Tom, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. You could really sense the pain in her voice, but it was so cruel. I know. It was he so says, unkind. He says the food in jail is bland. And she says, stop obsessing, you know. And then to try and then she feels bad. And I thought it was really telling that she then thinks, okay, I've just been mean. I'm going to try. I thought she was actually trying. She then gets on his lap and starts unbusting his shirt. And you think they're going to fuck. And then he's like, nope, there's no point. There's no point. He, there's no point. Only so much cake batter you can. He throw says at a, you're still on contraception. Yeah, there's so, only so much cake batter you can throw at a big brick wall. It was such a heartbreaking scene because of the fact that they. You're right. They're having this dual dialogue. She won't look up from her iPad. Yeah. She's so focused on what she's doing, but she's also actively ignoring what he's saying. He's drifting in and out of like this dreamy, half prison mind, half sour wine mind, and. It's her voice, This it, it, it's her looking up and saying, stop obsessing over this, that like cuts that sort of But why won't stuff. she just say, I don't want you to go to prison. It's just so I'll try cruel. and help you. And I think in, in the last few episodes, as this prison thing has been building up, I definitely haven't really thought of it as a reality. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe she is just choosing to ignore it, but it becomes clear in this episode that, oh no, he is the guy that people are saying is called the Christmas tree. Yes. He's, he is going to prison. Yes, People are going to hang all of it on them. And then with Greg later. Exactly. But I just thought that his sort of mistiness in this scene compared with her quite like chillingly brutal intercut, it just shows like the wine that has turned sour the way that their relationship is now it's it's too it's too far gone it's yeah it's 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 died in a mm. way and then yeah we go back to the the future freedom summit and connor's girlfriend is getting kind of i didn't realize actually i first of all thought it was it's connor the creepy guy and what's her name something carrie no no it's not <laughs> shit sorry Anyway, Connor's mistress. Yeah. And um, he's Natalie? basically saying, you know, you should come to my, you should come to my place and, yeah. you know, we should have a great time. And she's rather embarrassingly talking about being a playwright and just, I'm just never going to be a commercial playwright and maybe mm. that's okay. And 
Connor is really getting on board with the fact that he's getting some attention from this guy. Mm. And then he goes, I'm going to top you up or um, I'm going to rehydrate this gorgeous creature. <laughs> and then she's like, can you please save me from Larry the le- Latch? Yeah, yeah. And Connor basically tries to prostitute her out. He says that, you know, it's fine to show a bit of leg. You know, the collective leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Uh, um, yeah, I thought that that was a really interesting scene to show her having like a tiny bit of agency, but ultimately still coming across as like just this, this, you know, like, prized pet really of yeah. the Roy's like she kind of the reason why she seems like such a sad character so weighed down by something is because she probably realizes that she's fucking attached herself to a loser yeah every time she looks at him I just think oh my god it must be such a chore to have and to he, fuck him and he's bouncy in this scene like mm. he thinks he's going to be the next president he really truly believes yeah. that and then is it the next scene with Roman um, who's with oh it's Menken. the super weirdly sexy vibe between no 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 that isn't yeah that's not yet. He he first of all has a little scene at the bar with him. Yes, exactly. And so, and and the and the guy says, you know, do you know who's taking over? And um He's so cheeky. He's so cheeky. And Roman kind of tries to just be like, well, no, and Menkin. That's yeah. even a little cheeky name, isn't it? He's always I've always really liked him. I don't know what the fuck I've seen him in, but he's always been kind of sexy and weird. He's like kind of sexy and little in the way he's that He's little. No, but like, you know, he has like a sprightliness in the way that... I don't um, mean Roman. No, I know, but I'm talking about... Uh, Menken. I'm talking about Menken has a sort of sexy sprightliness in a way that Roman also has a sexy yeah. sprightliness. Yeah, he's like a tall version of Roman. He's like a tall, older version of More Roman. More powerful version of Roman. Exactly. And With stronger um, opinions. Exactly. And he doesn't seem afraid to talk to a Roy. No. Um, in a kind of rude way. No. And that's what, that's what gets Roman super hard. Oh, yeah. But then we go back to Tom in bed. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, he's going to, you know, have this moment. But no, he gets a call from Greg. No, he calls Greg, who's also lying awake. Oh, he calls Greg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then they meet at the diner. And they have the practice diner food. The, the food, the prison food training, mm-hmm. where they're trying to eat the blandest food possible because Tom is, he says that something, who... He's building up his tolerance like he's in training. Yes. And he's he's been reading prison blogs. Yeah. Oh my God, and he says about the omelette that you have to start your way on the outside and work your way into the middle like Afghanistan. It's yes. Just, <laughs> it's absolutely uh, mental. I and mean, this is 30 to 50% of taste. It, yeah, yeah. This will be 30 to 50% better than prison. So we've got to remember that the food in prison will be like a camel's labia. Mm. <laughs> but also Greg asks Tom, since he is already being called the Christmas tree, people are hanging off all of the bad things onto him like ornaments. Would Tom consider doing that favor for Greg. Oh my God, it's awful. And Tom accepts. No, but before that, he says to Tom, how how are you gonna, how do you live like this? And and Tom says, they they can't get you if you don't have hope. Yes. Uh, which is how I live my life. Mm. Um, and you know, he says, I haven't slept properly in eight days. Um, and I, and he says that he knows that he's a, a, you know, a tree that people are gonna, are using as a branch. And then Greg cheekily says, can I be, Yeah. can I hop onto one of your branches? Exactly. Fuck. Greg, I mean, Greg is kind of like, Greg in this, I mean, in this season, his power dynamics yeah. have just gone up and down, up and down. He thinks that he's going to get his trust fund that's been taken away. He's going to sue Greenpeace. He's not going to sue Greenpeace. And now he suddenly has gone from potentially getting a huge promotion at Waystar and being Kendall's best friend to having none of that and now going to prison. Yes, because we forgot to say in the first scene, at the end of the scene with um, Kendall in the practice trial, mock trial thing, he gets a text from Greg about is the any burning. update on the burning, yeah. which we had in the last series. Um, last episode but yeah Tom then looks at him and says load me up you piece of shit yes but there was something then Greg crunches into a really dry crunchy 
chip. Oh, God, and it looked so gross and yeah. like off, didn't it? That little chip. Um, I think that Tom, like, I mean, he obviously comes across as so sort of beaten down in this scene, but the way that he's almost being fatherly with Greg by teaching him about this is what the food in prison is going to be like, this is what I have learned, and now I'm passing the information on to you. When you think about the fact that he's also being denied the right to be a father from Shiv, yeah. it's kind of sweet that he's taking Greg on as his surrogate son, especially since they've had such a twisted relationship with how weirdly perverted and cruel Tom has been to Greg in the past. Do you think that he's trying to sort of like admonish his sins by saying, yes to Greg, I will I will prevent you from going to jail, my son? No, or do you think, think he's lying? I, I, I think given the next scene, well, the later scene with Kendall, mm -hmm. I think it's quite clear that Tom in this episode is almost like he's been castrated. He's so, so empty of hope and any thoughts for his future other than this prison stint. He's almost become obsessed about it. Yeah. He has given up. Um, and so later, I think it, it, we, when we get to that, I think that it's clear that he he can see, oh, maybe it doesn't have to be all on me. But, mm -hmm. I, but at this point, he is like, well, fuck it, I'm ruined anyway. I might as well, I might as well. But also, um, so have we got to... Um the scene where Kendall is in the That's diner. the next scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 that's not that. That's later, that's later. So first of all, we have Kendall in the trial thing, in that room. I didn't expect it to be like that, but he, it basically goes badly. Yes. And then as they leave the room, Lisa and Kendall, he, Lisa tries to say, well, I guess that went fine. And um, Kendall says, no, that went super bad. She kind of breathes a sigh of relief. Okay, at least he knows. But she says to him firmly, let's have a meeting about this somewhere Later, else. Because you can see them coming out the office, they're right there. Kendall sees them and then then kicks his toys out the pram and starts talking about shouting. About how um, his dad's going to get away with everything, that the DOJ are too scared to actually do anything and he is like such a surly little kid. And then he looks back and he's like, that, that will... They that leave. Will, they that go around a corner. Yeah, but he, then he looks at Lisa and says, that will teach them. Well, that, that will shock them or something. And she and looks at him as if to say... You fucking idiot. You really think that something as juvenile as that is going to do anything like you know something. Well, no, I also thought it was her looking at him with, are you serious that you think you can play the system like this? That kind of behavior can that can work. Mm -hmm. That's not playing by the rule book. Exactly. And then they hang back on her as he turns the corner and you have this moment of stillness with Lisa and she realizes he's, he's fucking gone. Yeah. He's power hungry and he's gone. Mm -hmm. And because um, we were talking about the effectiveness this season, we've noticed of having these like close up stills on the women's faces, the, the minor women, characters. Yeah. The women that are sort of dotted around this story. Um, like it, Sherry. Yeah. Kerry. Exactly. Sherry, Kerry, Karen. <laughs> Sherry, Kerry, Karen. Like little. Like Jess, you know. They're I, like three, they're like five seconds long, but you just hold on this silence of, a, of one of the minor characters and you see their faces and their reaction. It's just lovely to have a little insight into... The disappointment as they're looking at these fucking stupid little boys. Or stupid men. Yeah. Stupid fucking men. Mm. I love men. We love men. Um, we love but, men But, yeah, in the, the, the men in this... The men in succession aren't great, are they? None of them, really. Well... And not, nor are the women, but... Well, no, Shiv is basically the only woman that's really kind of given the same treatment and attention as the men. Maybe Jerry, you could argue too. But even Jerry, once she starts to get a little bit more powerful, seems to be less of a sort of solid character. But I would say Shiv, because she gets as much screen time as the men, you really see the way that the power has infected her brain too. Yeah, because actually 
the, I remember when we first, when I first started watching it, and the the note from everybody was, "How can I watch this? I hate all of the characters." Mm-hmm. And I think because we've watched it for so long now, I've just got used to them. But it's true; there are no redeeming, truly good characters in Succession. They're all quite ugly. Yeah. Well, they're all just thinking of themselves. Yeah. It's like just watching a case study in what do human beings do when they are so determined to survive but only really, really care about themselves. Yeah. And, and I guess it's such an people. emergency stakes at the moment mm-hmm. that there is no time for goodness, really. There's no time for like little bits of relief and joy. It's all fucking serious mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, we have we, the next scene after this Kendall little outbreak. Mm-hmm. We have, again, um, Kerry and Logan laughing. Mm-hmm as they're walking down and then the little feeble vice president pops out Mm -hmm. and tries to do a, you know, I really want to talk to you about tech. And Logan is really dismissive of him, rude, got his chest puffed out like, yeah, all right, I'll talk to you. And And then says really, really loudly, so audibly that the vice president can hear it um, as he's walking away. He must have been waiting here for me for like 10 minutes minutes or something like that. So horrible. But also there's this running thing of um, them making up this rumor that the previous president has a dartboard with his face on. No, no, no. no, The the, the previous like um, press secretary or somebody that's in the administration um, or was it the DOJ? I because they're remember. trying to build a rumor. Yeah. And 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 um, Hugo or something was like, you know, it could be a dartboard, it could be a, yeah. it could be anything you want, really. So mm-hmm. they're really. So he says that to the vice president to again start that. He's always working. He's always thinking about how can I, yeah, how yeah. can I build? And then the vice president cleverly picks up on that and says, yeah, I think that's just a rumor. Yeah. I, I'm calling you out on your bu- bullshit. I know that you guys started that. And then Carrie, clearly with the strength of knowing yes! that this is, I've got this man by the the balls anyway. She says, well, even if it is just a rumor, that still says something, doesn't yeah. it? You know, she's so firmly weird. on Logan's side. So she's got like these three lines in this episode that are so important. Who is this bitch? Show me. But they're just there Where to show this woman has got her claws in, mm-hmm. and she's been given she's been given the keys to the castle. When she said that line, it did make me think about you know. Obviously, I realise that this is all a fictional story, but it was like I wonder how you would get that job. How could you end up being Logan Roy or somebody similar's assistant? Because you must be incredibly intelligent she's probably a really qualified person well i i think this is sowing the seed for later i think she's gonna be a bigger part now i think so too i think because so i think too. she's quite good actually. she is yeah. oh yeah yeah she's good sexy fringe lady we like her and then the amazing next scene mm-hmm. with Lo- with with kendall he comes in to his people and he's fired lisa mm-hmm. she's he says she's a toxic person yeah and they are all visibly shocked, like, mm-hmm. oh no, he's a psychopath, he's yeah. just fired a good person. Yeah, exactly, because she didn't do exactly what he wanted her to do. Yeah. Because his case is not that good, and he just can't accept that he is not going to be the winner that like is standing victorious at the end of this. And then he jumps onto, so guys, my big 4-0, like, who's, what's going to happen at my party? Mm. It's just so humiliating. It's so um, but then who does he say, no, keep calling, keep calling to Jess? Um, I think he was talking about Logan because yes. she says um, all of the numbers that we have yes. tried, he's blocked. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is really, really fascinating. So he still wants to get a call from his daddy. He still yeah. wants to speak to his daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I just written here how powerful men treat minor women. <laughs> oh, that's that's some serious stuff, Jess. powerful, isn't it? Um, 
Then back at the party and Greg's talking to some random people about suing Greenpeace. Mm-hmm. And then Shiv talks to the other candidate. So if there are sort of Who three... I thought was really sexy. I, I Salgado. Wrote, I wrote, oh, yeah, exactly. Salgado. Salgado. I wrote Shiv and the Sexy Republican. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a little thing, oh, they're going to bang. For sure yeah. they're going to bang. In fact, he even almost suggested that they had previously banged. Yeah, and she definitely touched him. She said, oh, you're being a little bit forward. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Shiv's already lining up her next man. because she And she, he says, it. we can mould. Yes, yes. Oh, he. there was definite suggestive imagery there. So they either have previously been uh, involved, which I doubt, yeah. or they will be at some point in the future. But Salgado is sort of, <coughs> he's the most liberal option out of the three men. So he's not the sort of the lame vice president. He's not the sexy little naughty Roman Menken guy. Mm-hmm. He's the sort of the most left-leaning, most logical um choice. Who wants a diverse dialogue. He's, he would be the best option, Absolutely. basically. And the most fair, good next candidate but you just know just from taking one look at him that logan is not going to go for that no and um he then says you know i've got a proposal i'll make you ceo and i'll send your dad up the river to jail he suggests that he's going to send logan to jail and shiv is sort of giggling along with it i was really surprised i was like shiv where the fuck are your loyalties you don't give a shit about your husband you clearly don't give a shit about your dad no but it's all performance because she's intrigued by the idea she she has that part of her that thinks yeah that's what should happen Mm -hmm. i should be ceo he should go to jail this should be the next president let's do this yeah but in a way you almost can everything about her character all of the reasons why she has fucked up so far have been because she hasn't shown strong loyalty to anyone yeah she was a political consultant then she wasn't she was married but she wanted it to be an open relationship she wants to be with low but she also was flirting with the idea of going off with Kendall and with this guy she's joking about sending her dad to jail whereas Roman who in this episode at least you know he's picked the right candidate yeah. at least he's always been lo- and l- loyal to Waystar and to his father he's yeah he's at the end of the day he's always going to defend his dad mm-hmm. and and actually that pays off in this episode for Roman mm-hmm. but then we go back to Greg and Tom at the party and they're talking to a person about prison and I thought this was just so funny mm. this dialogue with um, the guy saying right you've got to treat your toilet as your as your friend, your lover, and your priest, and they're like, oh, my toilet seat as a priest. I didn't understand. So what was so special? <laughs> they're about just the basic, he's just it's a really lovely detailed description of a prison cell and mm-hmm. how things become important. So your your toilet seat is not just there. It's it's your it it's 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 don't just think of it as a toilet. That's yeah, your main it, thing in the room. Exactly. Probably also because I think that in prison, maybe um, the toilet can be used for various different things. Because I, I remember watching something where they use the toilet as like a phone because you can, yeah, the toilets can, connect to yeah. the different cells. And you can send things up it. Yeah. So basically it was really sweet to see in this really grand, opulent environment, these scared little boys talking about yeah. their their grime, grimy future. And trying to work out the kind of, language of what this guy was saying or mm. not saying mm. so then he ends it with like you know no your toilet seat can be a bastard and they just don't understand yeah oh it's just, it just breaks your heart doesn't it and it really and then he says heart. to greg 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 take notes take notes oh sorry about my um my voice and my cough do i sound really sexy you do sound really sexy i don't have covid um okay then we're in the bedroom um, and Logan is talking with the kids about, okay, we need to make a choice now. Who is going to be the next president? Um, and it feels like a Hang bit on. of a boys club, doesn't it? No, but isn't there like a minor thing with Connor here where he's talking to some really weird guy mm-hmm. who is dotted in mm-hmm. and um, says something like, a, 
a sword has been pulled from the stone, my liege. Oh, yeah, yeah. Connor's um, consultant. Oh, guy, right. Yeah. His, like, dumbass political consultant that he's hired to sort of follow him around and be his yes man. Yeah. It's sort of implying that Connor is in there, you know, with some sort of potential chance because there's one guy at this event that is a big fan of Connor's or something yes. like that. But anyway, Logan is in the bedroom with the kids and they are basically making up their mind about who they are going to back. Shiv um, decides that... She actually decides to stab... Um, the, the sexy Republican guy, Salgado, in the back and says, we shouldn't go with any of these guys. We should go Democrat. We should change our yeah, mind. We should yeah, go to the yeah. other lane. And, uh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, I'm just so passionate. Um, Roman uh, voices here. I, I think at first they describe that they should probably go for the vice president. That's the safest option. But nobody, nobody seems really that. fucking keen He's, on that. Doesn't he is somebody a say loser. he'd be like a pudding cup at 5pm? And Oh, no, 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 no. Mendel says that about Logan. Mm-hmm. He's like a pudding cup at 5pm in a nursing home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, before we get to the bedroom, God, we are so scatty with our timeline. Whenever no, we but describe... I did this. I've written an exact... So I am I promise I've got this. Yeah, this so is still before, at the party. Be, yeah, before we get to the bedroom, there's a scene um, where Mendel... Menkel, men, Mendel? Mendel? Mendel. Men, men Mendel? Mendel. Mendel. Sexy little naughty boy. He's um, not little. He's I know, tall. But in, his, in my mind, he comes across as a sexy little sprightly no. guy. Um, so sexy little Menkel and he's um, basically got an audience. Vice president and um, Salgado. They're all having a little chat. Shiv is there. Roman's there. Logan is sitting at the table. But can, or, he can hear yeah, everything. He can hear everything. All is. And um, they're having a discussion about like this funny little race that they're in. It's very much a boys' club. And um, then you know Roman's guy starts slagging off Logan. He says he's utterly irrelevant no longer relevant and he close on Logan and it's just so unbelievable that in the end what happens given that this guy has just verbally abused him mm. humiliated him mm-hmm. in public yeah but Shiv, Shiv also she's being quite bold in this scene she says no 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 sorry I'm bored of this I'm bored of this kind of like YouTube conspiracy theorist like you're an aristo populist like she's basically calling out this guy for being somebody that like feeds on mass hysteria and like they talk about the fact, I think the vice president says, you know, we are, we're the party of the the lower class of like the working man and Shiv, because she does actually know about this shit. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he rather fucking meanly says, have you read Plato? Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't give a no, shit she about says, that. She says, yeah, I have. And then he says, oh, really have you? And then it's just such a stupid thing to say. It just kind of, again, is trying to make a woman feel small mm-hmm. in this boys club. Yeah. But... The person that comes out victorious in this slightly messy um, sort of... It's not really a fight, but it's quite clearly like a dick-swinging contest about who they think is like the person that could actually fucking take this job. Logan is sort of sitting there listening to this guy slag him off and saying that he's now irrelevant, but with like a little smile on his face. Like, hmm, I respect this fucker, you know? I don't think so. I think I think it was I'm... I'm deeply wounded by this. Really? And the only way to recover is to get make him the next president so that I can Be keep him close. in the loop with him. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I like that interpretation, um, actually. So then we have, again, Shiv and Roman talking about the wedding and they then go into this upstairs room and they basically choose. Mm-hmm. Yes. They choose and Connor... Connor keeps throwing Connor his hat says, in. Connor, Connor opens it by being like, well, I like Connor Roy. <laughs> He really does come across like he has the intelligence of a five-year-old in this yeah. scene. It's and then so Perry Pi- they, they, then Connor, I mean, uh, Logan says, you know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And Sherry, Carrie pipes you up. You need to <laughs> call her by one name. You need to call her by one name. 
Carrie pipes Carrie. up. It's Carrie. It's not Carrie. It is Carrie. Carrie. It's Carrie. I bet you money it's Carrie. I bet you money it's Carrie. Carrie pipes up and Shiv is shocked mm-hmm. and says, I'm sorry, this is crazy. We shouldn't be going with whoever you think. Yeah, we, yeah, we, should, be, we should be reaching across the aisle, going Democrat. Um, can, and also what I thought was fascinating is Shiv makes the point, after we had the scene earlier with Tom and the cake batter mm. reference, Shiv is like, this guy who everyone is trying to back now because of Roman Menken, the one who's just said that Logan is irrelevant, he, he's against abortions. Mm, mm. And I thought that was really, you know, important for Shiv to have in there because so much of her story is, is her being kind of lessened and her role always sabotaged by one of her m- male brothers, mm-hmm. you know, male brothers. Yeah. But Thank you know God it mean? was one of her female brothers. But you know what I mean? Like, so her really trying to put up a fight for somebody who's not going to, again, do something that's going to take rights away from women, I think is interesting. Exactly. Like, at least Shiv in that moment is showing something that she believes in that's and not then, just money and power. Logan asked Tom. Yeah. Dismisses Shiv, saying, you know, he's against abortions, he's against all this. Tom, what do you think? Yeah. As Silencing if, her. Exactly. Yeah, that was really, really interesting in the way that you see um, power literally passing between male hands in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't so Logan then calls up the vice president, doesn't he, to invite him to have a little chat? No, but that's after. That's that's after. First of all, Kendall, Tom slips away because Kendall is calling him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they have go, this. They go back to the sad little diner. Yeah, and um, Kendall essentially proposes um, to Tom that he doesn't have to go to prison if he um, backs Kendall and betrays Logan. Yeah, but first of all, Roman, Shiv's like trying to get some power back Mm -hmm. once Tom's left Mm -hmm. and says something like, Roman, why don't you tell dad about Mm mum? And then Roman has to be like, well, dad, mum's getting married again. And and then he gets quite angry about the choice because this guy's been hanging around for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then again, does a weird, goofy thing being like, oh, la-di-da. and then we go to the scene of the diner where mm-hmm. Tom orders again another breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Kendall just says, I'll just watch I'll just watch it. because it's so gross. Yeah, but in a way, I thought it was like kind of beautiful because Kendall's saying, I'm a rich kid. There's no way I would even fucking drink a glass of water in here. And Tom is saying, this is my future. Like, I don't care that this is grimy. I know that, I'm a, that we're above this. But then when he talks about... Kendall kind of says, well, you you know, I know that you have done a really good job in this family. You've risen up through the ranks. You're not from this world. And here you are. And then Tom says so bluntly in a way that made me really believe him. He says, I fell in love with your sister. That's what happened. And Kendall sort of dismisses that. Exactly. Kendall thinks that Tom is like only got there for power, that he's been as power hungry. Therefore, you're going to want to take me up on my deal. And Tom's sort of looking at him in the eyes as if to say, no, I fell in love with Ship. I truly believed him in that moment. Yeah, so did I. But to, Ken, before that, Kendall says, you know, when they're talking about food and stuff, um, mm-hmm. Tom says, you know, they used to drink, they used to prepare themselves by drinking a little bit, build up their tolerance by drinking a tiny bit of arsenic every mm-hmm. day. And then there's this moment where Kendall says, you know what they call you? They're calling you the Christmas tree mm-hmm. because everyone's loading the blame onto him mm-hmm. because he's tall and jolly. Mm-hmm. And um, Kendall hints something like, you know, do you, there's another way, mm-hmm. there's another way. And Tom tragically again says, I try not to tarry too much with the idea of hope. Mm -hmm. So nice. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like Tom is potentially considering Kendall's offer because this episode he has been really brutalised by the prospect of prison, by Shiv's lack of care seemingly that he's going Um, and by Greg already now saying, I'm going to make it even fucking worse for you because you have to carry on my burden. So it really does seem like 
potentially Kendall is offering something really useful. You know, Kendall's lying by saying that he now has the perfect kick-ass legal team, but I think secretly we all know that he and probably doesn't. And then after, amazingly, he's, Kendall, I mean, Tom puts Kendall in his place by being like, I've seen you get fucked quite a lot of times and I've never by a seen... lot of people, but I've never seen Logan get fucked. Exactly. And then Kendall, like this sneaky little boy who's bullied at school and then becomes the bully, mm-hmm. gets out his phone as Tom's getting into a car to take a weird photo of him. Well, basically just to record his presence there at this meeting as if to say, you know, I know you've just rejected me, but you're not going to get away with this. Yeah. And Tom in kind of like quite a majestic, powerful way, just gets in the car and leaves. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what so comes... Line. What line? That might be the best line of the episode. What? He goes, we're here, but in that, in that room over there, there's some next person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, um, we're here in a diner or whatever, but... Do you know what they're doing? Do you know what they're doing? They're picking the next president of the United States, i.e. you're not the one with the fucking power here, yeah. mate. And then we go back to the room and Roman is is being horrible to share by like, you know, we all supported your little DC lemonade stand, mm-hmm. but this is different. Mm-hmm. And Logan rings up the vice president mm-hmm. and then plays with him. And says, could you bring me him, a Coke? <laughs> run, run me up a Coke, could you? Oh, and also, could you fire the department attorney general? Um, yeah, and then there's this moment where, weirdly, Logan truly believes that he says something like, no, actually, I think I could back Connor. Mm-hmm. I could, I could anyone here back Connor? Could you back Connor? Could you back? And then he asked Greg, and Greg is now going, um, because Greg's got to go and get the vice president or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, please don't make Connor vice president. He says, which... I feel like it's my duty as an American to say this. Um, you shouldn't make Connor. Uh, vice president that was like a really interesting note for them to have included because it's quite obvious that logan doesn't truly believe that connor is an option but he's almost saying that just to show his level of power if i really wanted to i could fucking make my son president he's almost gone crazy again with that power hasn't he yeah so he's being unrealistic yeah but i i think you know how you said that greg's been kind of weak and stuff and his storyline is is up and down yeah but i think that's reflective of, of of young men in general and and especially in the situation when everything is so extreme like that him, Greg saying that as he leaves is just, he's really feeling it as it happens, all yeah, of this stuff. Yeah. He's just really expressing, mm-hmm. this is weird. Like, yeah. what am, I might see my grandma, like Greenpeace, like my inheritance is going to take, everything is just You might fucking... go to prison. Like, this is probably the first time in his life that he's felt truly alive and like thinking about what yeah. he wants. I mean, obviously in the next, the next time that we see Greg, he's being like lifted up and yeah, down so by- Yeah, so comes back. Yeah. Greg's been lifted up by these random men. These um, weird. right, far-right people who, when they find out that Greg is potentially going to sue Greenpeace, are really fucking happy about oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and then we have the best scene with Roman. Uh-huh. The weirdest scene, though. The weirdest scene weird. in Succession, I think, so far. I couldn't quite wrap my head around this scene. So you've got Roman and, his, and his choice for presidential candidate, sexy little Mencken. Um, so imagine- Roman slipped away. Roman slipped away. He's sort of preparing... Um, Menken for his meeting with Logan um, but in a way Menken has taken full control they're wearing sexy little matching outfits at one point Menken sits down on the toilet and I'm like is he shitting <laughs> <laughs> you just see his knees I'm... is he doing a wee sitting down what in front was, of Roman what was going on with the sexual tension in the scene they and then Lo- and I Roman was so convinced that they were going to sits kiss. up on the sink and is like splaying his legs open and, and Roman keeps looking at him like you know you can tell that a cat trusts you when they look at you <laughs> and they blink 
Roman was doing that. He was looking at him and he was blinking with his big old bobbly eyes. And he just seemed really excited. There was something so sensual, so sensual. Maybe it's because Roman was seeing in this guy, wow, this is what I could do if I wasn't, if I wasn't attached to my family. I'm as smart and I'm as devious and I'm as kind of fucking clever as this guy. Maybe this is my way, this is, maybe this is my future. But he tries to say to him, you know, what's the deal with fascism? You know, mm. your fascism like, thing. Like, you know, because it isn't actually cool, is yeah. it? Yeah, and then the guy, Mencken, says such a great line, you know, people trust people who look like them. Yes. And Roman really believes that mm. and he's taken in mm. and thinks, okay, I, could, I can back this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what was Mencken actually saying? But they keep also having language like push in, pull out oh yeah um, sexy. it was all suggestive oh it was very very suggestive um i guess it's because it's all about power and sex is all about power and so then, i know that they're trying to just imply you know sexy power and then he but men could ask roman so where are you and all this mm-hmm. you know what, what are you and, and roman very sweetly says you know i'm i'm creeping on the come up <laughs> <laughs> and you just yeah maybe maybe you know menken is supposed to remind us of what logan would have been like when he was younger yeah. and roman is obviously you know so he gravitates towards men with power like that so it's almost like he's going for logan 2.0 by attaching himself to this guy but and presenting him-, him to his father yeah, he says that it would be like bone broth and dick pills. I thought that was great. I don't know what that's about. I mean, I've made so few notes about this scene because I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Horatio, then, do you... as they were walking out, you know, they look like they've just done something naughty. Yeah, they, they just do. Like they, they were pulling like they up, they were adjusting their clothes. Yeah. But then what was interesting is that he must have said to Menken, give my dad a Coke. That will mm-hmm. that will really impress him. Exactly. Because so he then he very impressively grabs the it Coke. Open. And it's a, it's a back shot. So we just see Menken walking in. It's like a subtle, it's like them, the, the camera work letting us know that a secret has been revealed to each other or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he gives it to Logan and he all Menken says is, you know, I... I heard that you wanted one of these. Yeah, and Logan says, oh, I'm anointing with a Coke. Mm, mm. It's so weird. It, it's it's so powerful. And play and down. A, exactly, and it's such a simple action of masculinity. Um, and then he leaves. And he, exactly, and he Roman just fucking says, leaves. He's box office dynamite. Yes, exactly, exactly. And Roman has won and Shiv has lost. And Shiv is like, but he... He, he doesn't even believe in like something about the climate. Mm. And then... <gasps> and then Logan says, Oh yeah. my God, Logan gets up and says, well, I guess then I'm a climate denier. I ruined that. Denier? <laughs> denier, denier. We talked about diners too much. Oh my goodness. And then um, something... So, oh, and then Connor just looks so defeated, like, oh, I haven't been chosen because yeah. Mankin has been chosen. And then he says to, to Shiv, oh my God, it's so great. He says to Shiv, yeah, you're right, they're definitely fucking. Mm. To close it. Exactly, as in, this is another thing that you were wrong about. Yeah. Oh my God. It's all, it always comes back to domestic stuff. Yeah. So whenever we're talking about even who's going to be the next president, it comes back to little things like a Coke or the mum getting married. Exactly. Or, yeah, you were right, they are fucking. Exactly, they're able to just mix the high and the low so, so well. They can be dealing with something as fucking huge as picking the next president of the United States, but they're also in the same breath squabbling about who is right about if uh, the woman is giving their dad a blowjob. Exactly. Or, you know, Kendall can fire the lawyer and then be talking about his 40th birthday party and if he's going to have a clown. Exactly. You know, it all comes back to tiny little details that just make such an intense show. Exactly. Because the fact is, these people have lived their whole lives in the spotlight, in the most powerful family in America. And so something as trivial as a birthday party is 
basically on the same level as them to picking the next fucking president exactly. of the United States. And that's why they're also twisted because they've never had a sense of perspective or what their power really, really means. Yeah. It's all just been toys to them. And their father has given them access to this world. And it's his fault that his kids are all so fucked up. Yeah? And then in the morning, we have Greg and Tom at breakfast again talking about... Um, Greg, Tom, you know, I saw you being lifted up by all those guys and flying on the wings of white power. Mm. And Sher- Kerry and Logan walk in, obviously after a night Carrie. of intense sex. Mm-hmm. And Shiv gets shouted at mm-hmm. like she's a fucking little like girl mm-hmm. by Logan. Shiv, get in the photo with Menken. Oh, yeah. And Shiv's face, oh my God, her face was just amazing, wasn't it? She really, really tried to hold her ground. She tried to have some sort of a principle there. And then she just comes to such a lame compromise, which is I'll be in the photo, but I won't be standing by him. Because basically Logan says to her, if you're not in this photo, you're not in this you family. are not playing ball mm-hmm. and you're out. Mm-hmm. And so she has to get in. She's like, I'm going to get in, but I'm not going to stand next to him. And then we close on Menken seeing Shiv storm away after the photo, after doing an awkward... Everyone's doing awkward smiles. Mm -hmm. And even Tom doing a really awkward smile next to Logan, right next to Logan. Happy family. And Menken looks at Logan, looking at Shiv walk off. And I think that's really important. I think they're trying to say, right, this guy is going to be huge in this series. Mm -hmm. And he knows the loose nut... That's a well-known phrase, isn't it? <laughs> What's the, you know when there's a loose screw? Is that a loose screw? I think it's more likely to be screw than nut. I would say cool. that. Yeah. A, new, a loose nut, bolt, screw thing is Shiv. And I, and, and I think they're going to play that up. They're going to they're gonna build some kind of thing with Shiv and Menken. I think we've got all the names wrong. I think that we not only mixed up every single scene's order. No, and... no, no, no. I've got it down. Yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. not let us go straight. That was a fucking long episode. That I'm really sorry, was. everyone. It that definitely... Was like... it, 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 do you know what? That fumbled around with my brain a little bit, that episode. But I think that that's sort of the point. You're supposed to feel <laughs> confused and like power is constantly exchanging hands and it's just so depressing that in my notebook which isn't meant to be for all my ideas yeah the majority of this notebook now is just detailed notes of succession i know and we just talk about the lines that they all said and how much we love them but i think that that's what's so fantastic about this show like dissecting it is half of the fucking fun i know but what am i gonna do with all of these like these other people's this all of this other people's work like mm. i genuinely i've been so obsessed with it. it's just wrong how how much i've got into it yeah but the thing is i feel like lots of people feel that way yes it's a it's a concentrated community but we're here and we're here to talk about it and so it's, it's quite lovely to really embrace a show which is just such high quality because so much so much stuff our standards I think as an audience have become so low because mm. of lockdown and anything we'll, we'll devour anything like I rewatched a bit of well, I watched the the of, the first episode of the new series of Tiger King. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I watched the first series, it was during lockdown. And I was watching the second series, which has obviously just been done because it was such a huge success during mm-hmm. lockdown mm-hmm. and people just want to like digest any shit just to kind of kill their their cells while mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. stuck in a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like Succession coming back has been a reawakening of our brains yeah. and how good TV can be. Yeah, yeah, but I would also say that recently I can't watch TV. Genuinely, I found it so, so difficult. I was talking about this with Horatio. I every single show that I that I uh, choose to watch it's so predictable yeah it's so not that it's badly acted but I just feel like 
there's something, maybe it's because in lockdown we all became too dependent on TV, so now I feel like I've seen everything. But even the new shows that are coming out that people are like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm just so bored by everything. Succession is truly the only show that still surprises me, that still challenges me. And that's why I love it so much, because it's like I've I've come to fucking need it. I know. Because nothing else ticks my boxes. No, and also when you do predict something that's going to happen in Succession, you feel like you've just done a really hard crossword. Oh my God, yeah, you feel like your brain has had a workout. I'm so proud of us for knowing that he, like, Carrie's going to fuck Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> what we need to, what we need to do is we need to get a fucking piece of paper with all of the characters' names on. I mean, them. that would have been the first thing to do when you're going to do a specific podcast. We yeah. should have printed out. And a instead, cast, yes. we're like, "Who's that actor that plays him? Let's just call him fucking Sexy Joe." <laughs> <laughs> right. That was like 65 minutes of talking about succession. Great. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to listen to our um, normal podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> We didn't rehearse that. I that know. Was so that good. was really nice. Good for us. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Patreon.com slash Cave Sisters. Or do you know my YouTube handle? Our YouTube handle now is still youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Pindippy. No. Yeah. Wow. That's hot. So yeah, Pindippy. Go for it. Thank you so much for watching. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>